Blog Talk Radio. to my show. I'm your host, Diana Bewaros, award-winning and best-selling author, Fire and Ice, as well as award-winning singer and songwriter living in Hollywood, California. Um, today's show, we are going to cover dating after domestic violence and abuse because it's really difficult to date. It's really difficult to be brave and start looking for a partner in your life again. And I know because I'm in this situation and I know very well how it feels and how difficult it is and how much power you need to um, start trusting again and start uh, believing that there is somebody out there there who is going to uh, be your future partner after being treated as an object, after being terrorized severely and... um, of course, some of the terrorist attack never stops because they have communities. They involve everybody you could possibly imagine so they can finish the job. That's how I call it. So they can completely destroy your life and they're progressively destroying your life, playing the victim. And most of the women can relate to this story. And I have been in these groups when it comes to domestic violence and abuse with women talking about it. And most of the women, they just don't want to even think about dating anymore or having somebody in their life. Even they're more inclined to live in poverty, never, never put to put themselves in the same situation because it's really difficult out to get out of domestic violence and abusive relationship, not to mention the stalking, the gaslighting, the slandering, and all the things they do. Playing the victim, and they involve churches, communities, celebrity, everybody you could possibly imagine with their lies and manipulation. Because when it comes to personality disorder, they're very charming, uh, evil creatures. And it's really difficult for the people to understand. And people who are in a community, they're obligated to follow the rules of the shepherd, that's how I call it, who is making them do criminal activity and making them terrorize the person that was able to um, get out of domestic violence and abusive relationship alive. And not to mention the fact that he's a man and the man is a dominant gender on a global level, which is absolutely disgusting. And we need to work on this because we are all the same. And if you're a Christian and you got blessed people left and right, you need to know that in the Bible, there is no place anywhere where it's written that women are subservient to men and they have to obey and they have to be terrorized and they have to be verbally and physically attacked, and you have to take all of these punches because this is not how it is. And this, in the society we live in, it's really horrible and terrible what I have been witnessing and experienced on my back. So anyway, today I'm covering, again, dating after domestic violence and abuse. 
and it's really brave to uh, start doing that, not to mention the fact that you're being exposed to uh, injustice again, being slandered, terrorized, and everything what you could possibly imagine. And it's really, really difficult route. So anyway, um, today I'm going to read an article from Rebecca Strong. This is from July last year, July 7, and... I'm going to share other people's views and perspectives after me being and not even thinking about other partner in my life for the past four years, after everything what I have endured and all the mediocrity I went through and still going through. I am trying really hard to find somebody who can understand me, not to mention the fact that they don't allow you to move your, with your career or with the things you do. Uh, they are blocking you on media places. They're blocking you in your life. They're slandering you severely. It's absolutely uh, terrible, terrible to be a female who is trying to build life for themselves. Really difficult journey. And all the lies, all the things that are circling around you, I'm sorry to say people are so close-minded and so willing to uh, believe any lie they could possibly Imagining the problem is because they're having their issues inside themselves and they are enjoying every minute of these lies that are surrounding somebody who has nothing to do with any of the things that are told about them behind their back. And not to mention the fact that they're robbed from the things that are truly their career, their work they have been doing and everything else, and they, these are usually the most amazing people, the most hard-working people who are trying to build a life for themselves, and they're being exposed to such shame in such um, monstrous way of treatment. So here it is. To, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Here is what you need to know about dating after living an abusive relationship. Maybe you're just read a lot of a couple of dating apps out of curiosity or you're already excitedly chatting up a match who is part to interest. Maybe you're not sure you're 100% ready to start dating yet, but regardless of what stage you're in, dating again after an abusive relationship can make you feel super vulnerable and perhaps even stressed. The good news, experts say there are a number of steps you can take to ensure you're emotionally ready to start another relationship, rebuild your confidence and sense of self, and help you discuss, distinguish a healthy bond from a healthy one. Dating after being in an abusive relationship can be nerve-wracking and complicated, says Angela Lee, director of Lovers Respect, the project of the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It can be understandable understandably harder to connect emotionally. You might also have a harder time trusting people. These are all very normal feelings and it's important to be gentle with yourself moving forward. Maybe this is the most important thing because when they're attacking you, I just want to add here, they usually send you somebody who is uh, a narcissist, who is um, not gentleman, to get you in their... Um, net and to, and to continue slowly and progressively to uh, pull you in their lives so they can um, 
finish the job by trying to make you feel small. And I have been receiving these uh, hashtags, which I'm using, Diana. And at the end of the hashtag, there is a zero. They basically want to tell you that you're a zero. And this is how the things are. They want to completely destroy who you are, your work, and they uh, continue the abuse because this is verbal abuse. This is psychological abuse. And I'm sorry to say there are women involved also, and there is nothing godly who are going left and right, and God bless you. This is total hypocrisy going on into the society, not to mention that they send people to bump into your cars, swipe your cars. You have no idea the ugliness you're going to because they have some kind of idea that you should be this person, you should work that, and you should do this, which is additional abuse. It's a human rights issue. It's humiliation, and it's really difficult on the person that uh, need to endure that. So anyway, be careful. That's what I'm telling. Experts agree that there is no right timeline on which to start dating again. So it's crucial to honor your gut instincts about what feels comfortable to you. Here are some of their other recommendations as you embark on a new chapter of your love life, pause healing. Focus on healing, really important. According to experts, it's imperative to get some kind of a support in coping with the fallout from your painful experience before you begin a new relationship. For example, by seeing a counselor or therapist who specializes in trauma. I'm sorry, I'm, di- I'm disagreeing with this. The only people who can help you in this situation are people who know how it feels to be in domestic violence and um, abusive relationships so they can relate to you. And I know this from experience. I know from talking to other people. And I know these are the people you should look for. If the therapist had been in domestic violence and abusive relationship, they will know how to make you feel feel good for yourself, what kind of steps to take, and at the same time connect to the pain you're going through. Otherwise, other therapists are not going to be able to help you. I can tell you that because not everything comes from a book. It comes from life. That's my philosophy. It's better to hire a life coach who knows how it feels and what kind of steps they took and how they can connect with you on a deeper level so they can help you heal. It's tremendously important to take a time out before dating to recover and heal. A clinical psychologist and after of joy from fear, otherwise the damage caused by the abusive relationship can unconsciously affect your relationships. In fact, many people find that one abusive relationship leads to a cycle. This often occurs as a result of unresolved psychological damage that occurs. Whether you decide to seek the support of psychotherapies or opt to heal in another way, Mainly emphasize that having a safe space to process your pain can be key to moving forward and finding healthier, happier relationships. It's important to be able to understand without judgment such issues, such as how to abuse the abuser came into your life, why you stayed, and what tactics the abuser employed to explain. This will help you heal and also minimize the chances of another abuser making his or her way into life again. Not only that, 
but like a coach, it's Amy Deramos notes that the therapies can help with offsetting boundaries and identifying red flags. More on that later. Define what a healthy relationship means to you. Dating after an abusive relationship will look different for every survival. Details elite, elite daily. However, understanding the key ingredients of healthy relationship is critical for all. While everyone's priorities in relationships can vary, Lee notes that the hallmarks of a healthy relationship are having a safe space for open and honest communication, setting healthy boundaries and treating each other with respect and equality. As you begin dating again, it may be helpful to write out a list of what a healthy relationship looks like to you. Can you think of any examples you witnessed in your own life? What do you find admirable about those relationships? What makes you feel seen, heard, loved, and appreciated? The Ramos Alliance is a clinical psychologist who specializes in trauma suggestion to find the right flags you may have witnessed in your abusive relationship. Whether they include manipulation, gaslighting, verbal, or emotional abuse of controlling behaviors. While you're at it, figure out what your boundaries are and list those out as well. Plan ahead how you responded. A future partner tries to violate your boundaries. For example, if you decide to pay for your own meals in the beginning because your ex used money as a form of controlling you, your date may offer to cover the bill but should respect your choice if you mentally decline. If your date insists on paying when you said no, start watching for other places where you know isn't being respected, says the Ramos. That may be a red flag. Trust your instincts. As you begin dating again, experts say that your gut instinct is your most powerful tool in evaluating whether or not a particular relationship will be good for you. Many points of that, unfortunately, an abusive relationship can wreak havoc on your psychology or radar. In other words, your ability to trust your instincts, either by causing you to doubt your thoughts and feelings or by making you overly suspicious towards and guarded around others. Remember, this is not your fault. An abusive relationship can be so damaging to a person's psychological radar that it can be difficult to differentiate between really good people and toxic people masking as good people, she explained. It's important to check in with yourself to ensure that you are on the right track. It is often helpful to have a trusted friend, family member, or psychiatrist who can help with the unraveling of thoughts, feelings, and reactions during the new dating period. If your date ever does anything makes you uncomfortable, you wants to never ignore those feelings or minimize their questionable behaviors. If you feel like something is not right, it probably is not, she explains. Practice self-care. So this article is really long, and I'm going to post it under this uh, podcast so you'll be able to come and read it for yourself. And be careful, again, who you're dating, uh, how they represent themselves, and what exactly are you looking for into a relationship. It's really important to honor your desires uh, when it comes to what kind of a person you would like to have in your life. It's absolutely pivotal. So make sure that you are not bending and you are not compromising your requirements 
when it comes to the partner you're looking for in your life and you are not down, down uh, you are not basically um, being agreed with a relationship just because you want a man in your life and you want somebody and you are tired from being by yourself. Make sure you know what you want. You should never compromise yourself and ask a question. Usually I'm telling people, ask, do I like this person? It's not asking, is this person liking me? This is not uh, the question you should ask yourself. The question should be, do I like this person? And this is really imperative for um, staying with a healthy self-esteem, with staying on your two feet strongly and not compromising and not painting yourself. So you need to remember that you, your desires, your hopes, your um, points you have drawn to, when it comes to uh, finding another part, a partner are something that you should never compromise in order to be in a relationship because this is not important. The important thing is finding the right person, the person that matches all the things that you want to see in another, in your partner. So keep this in mind, set boundaries, look for the red flags, make sure you're completely healed because uh, you shouldn't be like an empty glass. You have to be comfortable with who you are. We have to be comfortable with your company. You have to feel happy being by yourself so you can find and be ready to meet another human being. So these are the things I wanted to share with you. Stay healthy. Stay happy. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. There are people... There are men and women who are going to match who you are. They are going to be your partner, soulmate in life. And you always have to give a chance because life is not about living by yourself, being alone. But, again, you need to be healthy and you need to be completely healed. So your cup needs to be full in order to start looking for another person whose cup is full again. And you are not a therapist. You are not a babysitter. You don't want to raise a man again. And you don't want to be put in the situation uh, you don't want to be. So I love you guys. I wish you an amazing weekend. Please share this uh, podcast. Um, if somebody feel you feel is going to benefit from it, please do so. It's available to download for free. Comment, let me know what kind of topic you want me to cover, and I'll be more than happy to do it for you. And be loved, be compassionate, be kind. We need it more than ever right now at this moment.